Hey, I'm Tommy Chong. Welcome to High on Homegrown. Yes, yes, everybody, and welcome to High on Homegrown, the cannabis podcast from PersysGrowGroup.com. In this week's Grow Guides, we're going to be talking about micro-growing. This is when you grow a small cannabis plant in a small container and try and get the most out of it as possible. Now, this could be because you only have a little bit of space, so you can't set up a full grow, or maybe you have some space in your grow room, like in the corner or something, and you'd be able to fit a small plant in there, or maybe even just for fun. Some people like Monkey Do, he likes to grow these micro plants just for fun. And it can be fun. You learn a lot from doing a micro grow. So it's recommended that even if you do grow big cannabis plants, you know, the normal size plants, then give micro growing a shot as well, because you will learn a lot about feeding and how the plant works when you do a micro grow. It's not easy to do. Uh, it's a struggle to keep the plant alive and healthy for the whole lot of its growth. So you do learn a lot throughout the process. So give it a shot. There's loads of cool information in this episode about micro growing. I hope it helps you out. And if you do get a micro growth up and running, then head over to percysgrowroom.com, start a thread and show us some pictures, maybe even start a diary of your micro grow because it'd be good to see that shit. But anyway, for now, let's just move on with the grow guides. I hope you enjoy this episode. If you can, please leave a review or a rating of the show on your favorite podcast provider like iTunes, Spotify, wherever you download the podcast from. Just leave uh, a review if you could. That would be massively appreciated. But anyway, for now, let's get on with the grow guides and I'll speak to you at the end of this. See you in a bit. Yeah, so in this week's Grow Guides, we're going to be talking about micro-growing cannabis plants. We've spoke about so much so far throughout the Grow Guides series. We're on episode 52, so we've covered many, many different things. But notice that we hadn't covered micro-growing yet, and it's an important thing for some people because some people just don't have the space to grow massive plants, and everybody can grow small plants. There's always some kind of space you can put a little light in somewhere and grow a, a small plant that's only a foot tall and yields an ounce or so maybe even half an ounce so i thought this will be a good topic for us to cover make sure that if anybody wants to then they do have the information to grow their own micro cannabis plants it's very cool and also if you a member or if you follow us on social networks on instagram or twitter you would have seen some uh, micro grow pictures being put up there this week that were grown by monkey do himself because he likes to do some micro grows now and again don't you monkey once in, a, once in a while, I'll, I'll have a micro going. Matter of fact, it's usually I have a micro going more than I don't. It's mm. just kind of a side hobby. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. That's right. You only have to use a seed, isn't it? It's not too much. Mm-hmm. Maybe That's even a cutting. Yeah, and for me, it's just literally a corner of a tent. An unused mm-hmm. corner is all I use. So where do I mean, we begin with this? Let, let, let's start off with what is a micro-growing cannabis plant? Well, that, that, that was asked earlier in chat, and I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, it can be many things to many people. Well, I, what I consider micro-growing is I want to grow a, a cannabis plant in a smaller pot, pot so that I can limit the size of the overall plant. That's mm-hmm. what I call micro-growing. Um, somebody had asked, is it full-size cannabis, small cannabis plants in full-size pots? It can be, but I actually consider micro-growing, start with something small and keep it small all the way. Yeah. I'd say something like a mm-hmm. three liter pot and less, right? That that would definitely be micro. 
Yeah, I mean, I, my micros are half liter or smaller usually. Mm -hmm. You know, I've I've gone a little bit bigger that than that from time to time. But yeah, I think TG uses half a liter pots. I've heard some people using one liters. Those are all great sizes to start with on a micro. Mm -hmm. But remember that the, the object here is not to grow a huge plant. It's to grow a plant that's a manageable size that you can get some usable cannabis off. Uh, you'd be surprised what you can yield off these small things and how much fun it is actually. <laughs> and what about you, Marge? What kind of pot size do you use when you grow in a micro? I'm not even sure. Cause I have a bunch of pots and I just keep reusing them. <laughs> Maybe a <laughs> liter. A they can be about a liter. I think not very big though. <laughs> yeah. I keep it small and manageable cause I don't have a lot of space. And that's if you're somebody that doesn't have a lot, a ton of space and doesn't want to invest in, you know, all kinds of equipment or whatever, micro grows are perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Micro grows, you can do them in a cupboard or a closet very, very easily. Like I said, mm -hmm. I use, I use mine in my tent, but it, it's the unused corners where my micros are going. I'm not actually making a space for mine, mm -hmm. but yeah, you don't need to commit a, a large amount of space or money. If, if, if you're going to grow micros. That's right. Some people grow in micro grows in PC towers. Yeah, PC yeah, case. Oh, really? Mine token just boy up there. PC yeah. case is a, is a good one, man. Because you got well, fans on that too, you know. It, right. One of the yeah. one of the original microgrows I would consider a microgrows were like space buckets. Mm -hmm. uh, while not technically being micro like we like I'm used to doing right now, you know, you still did use a smaller pot and kept the plants on a smaller size and a space bucket. But we wanted to try and go even smaller than that. We wanted to make this thing basically a windowsill size plant, so that that's something that anybody can handle. And so, yeah, I mean, I started doing it uh, because I wanted to see if I could. It, it, we started talking about it over at the grow room. It's like, hey, yeah, I've got a coffee cup. So let me drill a hole in this thing. And that was my first micro grow in a coffee cup. I still have the same exact cup and I it gets recycled from time to time. But uh, once you figure out the small eccentricities of, of, of micro growing, it's it's deceptively easy, actually. Uh, you just have to learn how to read your plant and just have patience with these things. They're not going to get huge, but you you can get, like Becky said, uh, an ounce off of a micro grow is not, a, not unheard of. A half of an ounce is definitely easy to do. And if you're not a huge smoker, if, if you don't use ounces of cannabis a month, if you're using just you know a small amount every now and then, micro grow is a fantastic way to start doing home grow. Mm -hmm. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, now I do so I do my micro grows in cocoa, and that allows me to keep everything exactly the way I want it. You know, I can keep the the nutrient level where I want it, but I have to tend that daily. And then Marge, on the other hand, she uses super soil on hers, and she doesn't have to tend hers daily. Isn't that right, Marge? Right. Well, I put I hand water it daily, pretty much. But other than that, hmm. yeah. How much time does it take you to hand water that thing every day? Oh, let's see. 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, it's really not, not very long. Yeah. 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 Not very long. And I, if I'm not mistaken, I think you said you grow yours in a closet. I do. It's uh in the closet in the room in which I sit right now uh -huh. because I like opening the closet door when the light's on and having that nice warm glow basking me as I, you know, work my podcast or I sit here and talk to all you folks on how nice. I'm homegrown. So yours is a little yeah. bit different to Monkey's then because Monkey would have his like in his usual tent with his full size plant. He'd drop a mug or a can in there or something. Yours is specifically just micro grows. Yeah. What kind of light do you use? Uh, I just upgraded not that long ago. I have like a, 
an LED light. I had something before that kind of broke in the middle of a micro grow and I had to MacGyver something, which meant that that particular grow did not turn out that great. But hmm. um, yeah, it's just, it's a pretty small light. So really I can't fit too many plants under it right now. I might yeah. upgrade to like daisy chain some more, but right now it's perfect for like a couple of micro grows. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nice. Now, what I like to use, I mean, my micro grows will probably differ from some people's because I'm very commonly growing in something like uh, if I'm lazy, it's a solo cup. Mm -hmm. It's just literally a 20 ounce solo cup and I'll, I'll bring the plant all the way to flower in that. Matter of fact, I've got some seed making plants going right now in, in solo cups and, and you can bring them all the way to maturity and, and actually get smokable, good quality bud out of a solo cup if you do this right. But I like to actually I play around with it. Something like Mackie said, I, I like to do beer can grows or or something. If I see something that said it would look cool with a plant in it, instead of saying why do that, I say why not do that. So that's common for me to do that. But the the thing with micros, you can do it with autos, and you can mm -hmm. do it with photos. It doesn't make any difference. You can do it with clones, and you can do it with seeds. Now every one of those is going to come out slightly different, but don't say I can't do a micro because you can do a micro with anything when you have. Mm -hmm. Just work with what you've got. Eh? Small part, little bit of soil, a small light. It doesn't take up a lot of room. You don't need a shitload of, you know, you don't need a big five inch extraction and carbon filter nope. and all this shit, just little things, man. And it, you can get small carbon filters as well, right? You don't necessarily need to have one when the grow is that small. Well, it all depends where you are and, and mm. how sensitive the people are in your house to the smell. And, you know, and which, yeah, which, if you've got 20 which, of them, then yeah, then you're going to need one. <laughs> well, if you're growing super scope yeah. versus if you're growing something that's a little less odorous, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's lots of different factors in there. Mm -hmm. But micros will have odor just like everything else does. Mm -hmm. oh, I kind of want those terpenes in my, in my weed. And I'm glad that micros can do that. Matter of fact, some of my micros have been some of the most flavorful things around. And I think it's because sometimes micros get put under stress. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of hard for, for a plant that's supposed to be six feet tall to end up less than a foot tall. Yeah. So you've done this before, Bubble? You've done a micro grow before? Uh, well, I, man, every time I try, it ends up in a five-gallon pot. I, I'm not. <laughs> yeah, no. I understand that, man. Yes, I get it. I don't, I don't start with the intention of that, but that's how it ends up. Mm -hmm. Um. This this round actually, I've got a few smaller pots, but I wouldn't quite call them micros. Um, they're probably yeah, three liter. Mm -hmm. So I might I was going to do the breeding run in those. So I was going to do, um, but at this point, I'm just waiting to see what's going to pop out of a few I've just chucked in again, and then I'll give it a crack. But I I haven't straight up done this. I've I've done smaller plants in bigger pots. Mm -hmm. Um using training in that but i haven't done a micro as such just because yeah. i've you know i've got outside i've got inside mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. i've never really given it a crack other than smaller pots for like little you know i've done like little three gallon bags and ran um a pheno out and, and done a bit of pheno hunting but that's about it mm -hmm. yeah pheno oh, hunting yeah. is a good way good way to use uh the, the micro grows as well it is uh, mm -hmm. seed making too. If you're only making a few small seeds, mm -hmm. micro is a perfect mm -hmm. way to do that. Yeah, Things like that's that. what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, for a if you if someone's interested starting with micro grow, 
what size pot you're going to use. You know, first of all, I'd say micro. I would consider two liter or less as being micro. Mm. So, you know, and, and, but you don't like, like we've been saying all along, don't think you're going to need a lot of gear to do a micro grow. You're really not. You're going to need a pot, decide on your media and then decide on your seeds. You know, I would say start with seeds. I think seeds and micro grows are easier than clones. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Clones just react differently. Uh, mm -hmm. But a seed establishes itself in a small container and it's going to uh, going to uh, acclimatize itself to that small container. It's going to get used to growing in that small. It's going to fuss at you for a while. And finally, it's going to say the heck with it. I'm just going to do this. And it, yeah. it, it'll, you know, it'll just get used to where it's at and it'll, it'll go through its entire life cycle though. But pick on a plant. Now you can do uh, photo periods in micro grows and it knows TG does those all the time. And that's what Marge does as well. Mm -hmm. And you start the plant. And you go from 12, 12, from the time you plant the seed all the way through on those. And so you're basically treating a photo just like an auto. It's going to, as soon as it become, becomes mature enough, it will automatically start blooming and keep your plant small and compact. But that's yeah, a lot of the times it. it's like one big cola on a yeah on the stock. Yeah. That's what's so great. You don't have a ton of fan leaves. You don't have a lot of all that extra bullshit, just mm -hmm. pure bud. <laughs> pure bud, and it's easy to trim when it comes down to it. Just break it oh, down, yeah. dry it, and you're done. I mean, right. what, what do your micros usually uh, yield for you? Uh, it, it depends, like anywhere between a half and an ounce, probably. I haven't really had anything much larger than that. I've seen pictures of ones yeah. that you and TG have done, and it looks like you've gotten some pretty great yields, but still working on my process, I guess. But And I'm doing it mostly from seed as well. I'm not, I'm not right. doing clones. Yeah, right. I was just curious because that that would be a good estimate. That's what I was going to say. If you're getting between a half an ounce and an ounce off of a micro grow, you're probably right in what I would consider average yield on those things because mm -hmm. we're right. talking about small things with small effort. But I but the nice thing I, I was just going to say too, the nice thing about it is if you have like more than one micro going at a time, you can also have multiple cultivars too. Exactly. Like often mm -hmm. it's like I'll have two or three different ones. So when you get your half ounce or ounce off of each one, it's a diff three different cultivars maybe. And mm -hmm. um, you're growing some variety, which is also nice. Yeah. So yeah. instead of growing four plants of one specific four, strain, you can do 16, trees. you know, 16 different strains. Right. You know, one meter <laughs> tent. Imagine that. That'd be fucking sweet, man. That, well, I mean, you could take a two by two, you know, a, a, a 60 by 60 centimeter tent. And in that tent, you could probably put six micro grows and easily finish six micro grows in that size of tent. So think about that. That's uh, six different varieties in one tent in one cycle. And you'll end up with about three to four ounces of wheat out of that. Mm -hmm. That's for somebody who's not going to be a medical user. That's going to need a lot of cannabis. That's probably enough to supply you with enough for recreational, comfortable recreational use. You won't have to ration too much. Uh, between grows and plenty mm -hmm. of variety in that. So, I mean, that's what I like mm -hmm. about the micro grow. You can get variety in a small space. Mm -hmm. And it's much easier than people think as well. Yeah, it does take some getting used to. Like I said, the plants do react differently, but first time I did it, it was confusing. I would definitely recommend you coming over to Percy's, getting a diary going if it's your first time. That way, if you have questions on the micro, we'll help you along. We're starting to get more and more over at Percy's doing this which is great. And TG has been trying to spread the message. Uh, it's all wonderful stuff over there though. But yeah, come over and, and start a diary. And that, if things start going sideways, we'll try to help you out. You may not be successful on the first time, but don't quit. 
It's just, you know, right. you gotta, you gotta figure it out. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. So what kind of space would we recommend? So let's say, for example, we'll, we'll start at the beginning. If somebody likes the sound of this and they want to get started, how would you even begin a micro grow? What do you do in your first, like when you germinate a seed and then put it in the pot? What do you do, Marge? Yeah, I germinate the seed. I put it in the soil. Oftentimes I actually let it um, sprout a little bit. I don't put it on the 12-12 light cycle right away. I might let it sprout a little bit and then do it like, you know, after it's gotten maybe an inch tall or something like that. And then I'll switch the light cycle. But mm-hmm. I just have it in this closet in my office and I watch it every day with glee and why water it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's pretty much, that's pretty much it. That's why I like, I don't have any fancy equipment beyond like a timer. I do have a timer on my light and, yeah. and the light itself, but beyond that, it's the super soil and a plastic pot. And obviously I had to get seed somewhere, but. You don't have yeah, an extractor or anything like that. No. Cool. No. Very, so, very minimal equipment, which is why it's so great for people who are like wanting to dip their toe into the world of growing cannabis because mm-hmm. it the barriers to entry can be super low and yeah. you can find lights out there. Maybe if you're lucky, you'll find them on a, you know, a marketplace of some kind, or if you're buying it, you might get it on sale or whatever, but you don't need a huge light even either. So mm-hmm. it's CFL lights, man. You can use CFLs from the hardware store. Yeah, you can you, you can, but you know you could probably find a suitable LED for mm. this micro grow for under fifty dollars, uh, mm-hmm. probably much lower than fifty dollars on some mm-hmm. of them. Especially if you can find somebody who's upgraded. You, you know, if you know a grower and they have upgraded tent, he's got a small light. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why it's always worth checking like the local marketplaces or whatever where yeah. you're at because you never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, lots of us have small lights. Would love would love to uh, find a new home. Very cool. But so yeah, get, what space would you recommend, Monkey? What, what kind of space are you working with? Well, I'm working my, I'm working in the corners of tents. I mean, that's that's what my micros do. I don't have a specific space for my micros. Uh, I basically built a, something out of uh, plastic containers with strings that hangs from the tent poles in the corner that I can adjust the height on that my mugs or cans will fit into. And so that way I can literally let my plants sit in the corner, just soaking up the, 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 the extra energy from the lights that are there and taking up zero extra room in the tent. So in my, my, my condition, because I'm already a home grower with a tent and lights, I don't need anything extra. I just want to play with the micros and I do that in, in the wasted space of my tent. And that's kind of what TG does too. He just kind of sticks them in from what I understand. I mean, he does do micro grow sometimes in the whole tent, but I've seen it to where he just kind of sticks them in the back in the corner or between plants or something like that. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you don't, like Marge says, you don't need special equipment for micro growing, whether you're going to do it on your own, it's just minimal stuff, or you're going to fit it into your tent either way. Mm-hmm. Right. That's a good point though, as to you can use them for tent fillers. You know, mm-hmm. Chuck, if you're if you've got a few in there, you thought were going to be bigger than they were, and when they've when you've gone out, they flowered out, they finished stretch, and you go, I still got floor space. Chuck a couple little ones in there around the outside of it, and a couple of autos even. You know, depending mm-hmm. how long the strain you're running is, and then they'll they'll finish pretty close anyway. What I've used them for sometime, bubble hawk. We've all guilty of buying seeds and never getting around to popping them. And <laughs> right. I'll finally say, okay, I'm sorry, I want to try this strain. I got to do it, so I'll grow it in micro. It's it's yeah. better than nothing. I can get an ounce off of it, and at least it gives me a taste to see if I want to go full scale with this. Mm. Exactly. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah test sure. runs are always fun. Mm-hmm. I love my test runs. It tells me whether I want to put the time and the effort in on it. So yeah, mm. by all means. And then you'll fun. find something. You can find something just nuts in them too. So that's that's always the other side of that. You never know what you're going to find. And you get a really nice pheno present. And you go, oh yeah, all right. I'll do that one again. Yeah. So you got a whole you got a whole host of different things. Or if you've already got some pollen hanging around from something you like, have yeah, a play, yeah. make some seeds mm-hmm. out of that one. You know, if you're looking at it and you're like, oh, it's beautiful. It's coming out real nice. Got a real nice profile. You know, yeah. that can be a little one on the side. You can take it out of the tent and cover it in pollen. Mm-hmm. Be careful putting it in and out, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a great way to get a lot of different varieties of seeds for sure. It is. And, you know, when we first start growing, we think we, we, our mind is set on growing these big, beautiful plants. Cause that's what we all see. And that's what we all want. We want these huge yields. And this is a, this is a side of growing that we don't think about too much. It, there's a lot of people out there. I've seen a lot more people since I started doing it on Instagram that, that are also posting kind of bonsai kind of is also mm. more of an artistic form of, of micro growing, you know, that, that you kind of train your plants into different situations. But you'd Some be surprised what you can yield on these on these little things. If you're pushing yield on them, I've pulled out of a, a 16 ounce uh, beer can uh, 41 grams of cannabis, which was to me unreal. It's like wow, almost wow. two ounces. Mm. Not bad at all, is it? It isn't. You know, it was fun. And it, this was just put in the corner of your tent. You didn't even have to dedicate any real space to it didn't dedicate any real space and it this that particular one just kind of got bumped around and moved and if i had space it was here and if i needed that space it went somewhere else but by the end it was all over you know i had you know three really nice beautiful colas that weighed in a uh, dried weight at over 40 grams and you grow these in cocoa right these are all grown in cocoa and, and that's the thing with cocoa what i do with them is i set up a drip feed on my cocoa uh, where I have like a 20 liter, uh, 20 ounce bottle, not liter, 20 ounce bottle with a small valve on it that I can literally cause it to drip very slowly onto the cocoa, like one drop every 15 seconds. And that seems to be the ideal environment for these micros. I can grow big, big micros because the plant never really, even though it has a small root system, it doesn't make a difference because it can soak up as much nutrients as it needs. It's, it's always got fresh nutrients there. Mm-hmm. That is a more in, uh, labor intense way of growing because that means that every day I've got to go up there and refill this bottle and make sure that it's dripping every day, as opposed to just once in the morning and just hit hit it with some some uh, feed in, in the thing and walk away, do that once or twice a day. But I've used, I if I want the bigger yields, I set up some kind of fancy irrigation. But see, that's the, the beauty of micros. I decided that I wanted to get complicated with that one, but I didn't have to. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I took that on. That was my own experiment. I've done it the other way. Let me try this way. And micros are a great way to try different techniques, different nutrients, different seeds, different anything you want. Because if it fails, you failed little. You didn't fail big. Mm-hmm. I love it though, Mackie. Yeah, micros. Mm-hmm. I'll always have a place in my tent for micro grows. It seems. Mm-hmm. But Marge, you use living soil for yours, right? Or super mm-hmm. soil? The soil yeah. you build yourself from TG's recipe. Yeah, yeah. So how, yeah. Does, how does that go? It usually goes pretty good. I mean, I don't have to, I don't generally worry about nutrients or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I have tried irrigation systems too when I've been away. If I'm not able to like hand water it or whatever, then that works pretty good too. So yeah, it just, 
likes the water. So as long as I'm, you know, paying attention to it and stuff. Mm -hmm. Do you have to add any nutrients at any point or does the whole grow go just fine with water? It seems to be fine with just water. I mean, I might get into playing around with that a bit more in the coming months, but right now it seems, seems pretty good. That seems ideal for yeah. somebody who hasn't ever grown before and wants to try it. That's the simplest thing in the world then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Get, get the proper soil and just add water every day till it's done yeah and especially you know in the northern hemisphere here we are heading out of winter and a few months springtime will be here and you could just yeah. put a couple of seeds in these small pots and put them outside in your garden and you don't have to worry about them growing stupidly big and the neighbors seeing them you know you can just keep them hidden right. in the corner somewhere <laughs> but you, then you don't even need a light you just grow them outdoors in a small pot yeah, there, there's a balance. To, uh, it's hard to explain, but I have seen uh, recently at Percy, somebody was tr- was doing a micro grow in a solo cup, and it ended up being two feet, t- two foot of a plant coming out of that cup when it was over with. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, who was that? That was classic. Was sparky. <laughs> yeah, right. Sparky. Yeah. <laughs> or was it show enough? One of the two of them. I think it was showing up. I'm sorry, it wasn't sparky. It was showing enough, I believe. But anyway, uh, yeah, what he had done, though, is he put a wick in the bottom of his cup so that he could he could leave the wick in the nutrients so that he wouldn't have to water it so often. So basically mm-hmm. the plant was acting like it had an endless supply of hydronutrients and was growing like a regular plant. So it got mm-hmm. huge. So, yeah, tricky. It, take, it takes practice, you know. It's not as if it's uh, yeah. straight up it's, easy, easy to grow that way. It does take a little bit of practice to get it right. But there are plenty uh-huh. different different tricks you can use. Like like Sparky used that trick so that he could, didn't have to water as often when worried about the, the nutrients. I've seen other people, and this is not my particular thing. I have done it, I have to admit, is a, a double using the double cup, double solo cups. That way when you water the cocoa, some of it stays in the outside cup as well. Hmm. And you can actually get almost a hydro root system between the two walls of the cup. So that that's just weird things, but that's that's what I love about microgrow is you can experiment so easy with all these different things, and if something fails, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Keep moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd man. love to give one of those bonsais where they expose the roots over like a rock or like a a chunk of marble or something like that, and then yeah. they'll yeah. It's, I'd love to give that a crack and keep one nice and small. Mm-hmm. But I just with you know with the other runs and everything like that. It'd be, I'd spend way too much time messing around with these roots and then the rest of it would turn to shit. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, actually doing that kind of a bonsai is not that difficult. I mean, that's where you, you, you basically plant it deep and you're just pulling back soil slowly to expose the top part of the root and, yeah. and the rock that it's growing over like that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, once you get it to that point though, you've removed what, 20% of the roots. So yeah. now your plant's going to need extra care. <laughs> That's it. It just turns in, just turns into a massive project for something that's just a curiosity. Oh, it's a have beautiful you, thing, but like you said, curiosity only. What's that? Sorry, Marge. I was just asking if you've ever tried any of these bonsai, like micros. Because if you not, like it, you haven't. Not cannabis, uh, other things right. only. But that, but I can't. I've looked at them, but it, that's how I do. I looked at. Oh, I know how to do that. I've seen that done before. But no, I've never tried cannabis. Maybe I should. Yeah, they look really cool. Like when you just Google mm. images of them, that's uh, yeah, they're some of them get pretty artistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. You could spend you know hours on it a day working on it and doing different stuff, like they do. You know, like like some of those old Japanese ones 
that are mm-hmm. like 300, 400 years old and stuff like that mm-hmm. that have just been passed down generation to generation. Mm-hmm. They sit there for hours just taking little bits, little snippets. Actually, those the scissors you can get for bonsai cutting, they're really good for doing a close trim on a nugget too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have I have several pairs of them, yeah. You're exactly yeah. right, they are. <laughs> but they're extremely sharp and watch your fingers. Yeah, that's a good right. point. Yeah, <laughs> they do get sharp. Yes, sir. Percy's bonsai comp. I don't know about that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's difficult, man. It, but it would be a nice way to do it, but it's more for artistic nature rather than trying to get a decent yield mm. when you're doing Very the bonsai. But you know, you, you know, don't want to discourage anybody about about the yield part on, on micros, though, because you know, like I said, if new growers are out there without any space, saying, "Well, I wish, I wish, I wish," this is your in right here, micros. Mm-hmm, you don't mm-hmm. need much for any of that stuff. For sure. Know? So Shoot, what I can remember when we had a buy weed back in college, you know, I wouldn't smoke it an ounce a month. There's no way I could have easily provided myself with micros back in the day. And just something growing in the desk, you know, pretty easy, mm-hmm. yeah. nice mm-hmm. and easy. Well, or the computer tower. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody would even see it. Nope. I've seen a guy do one in one of those little dust bins as well. Mm-hmm. Like okay. turn the lid into a into a like a, a liftable light source. And I've then seen just see you know, the foot locker grows. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Stand it on end and do it that way. Yeah, space buckets as well. That that's a micro grow. Mm-hmm. Space buckets were used to be a popular you don't see them so much anymore. No, I think tents made it too easy. Yeah. Space buckets, you kind of, most of the space buckets back in the day were, were DIYs. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You could buy some of them now, but I know, you know back in the day, you, you found a friend who knew how to do it and he showed you. Yeah. The cool thing about space buckets though, yeah, they're so easy to pick up and literally pick up and move the whole thing yeah. if you have to get have to get it out of the way. Very stealthy, you know? Very stealthy. Just pick so- the hell dang on thing up, put it in your in your trunk of your vehicle and leave it there until your company is gone. So what strains would we hmm. recommend here for micro growing? Ooh, I don't really have a specific strain. Only That's thing right, I would yeah. say is you don't want to grow a strain that you know is a tall strain. Mm-hmm. Unless you really I was want to say challenge. It could be the sativas you may want to avoid possibly just because they like to stretch up. but mm-hmm. And they take 16 mm. weeks to fucking harvest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You <laughs> might want something that's a little faster, but other than that, I've tried probably a bunch of different stuff. Yeah, man, mm-hmm. I'd say autos was would be a good idea because it's just a you know su- such easy to go plain sailing when you have an auto. You just start it off; it'll be done in about twelve weeks. So you know, some some even quicker, mate. Yeah, that's it. Some even faster than that. Yeah, 10 to 12 weeks, you're pretty much in. Mm-hmm. I'm going to have to try that because I don't know if I've done any autos for my micro grows because I usually save those for my outdoor. Mm-hmm. But I may need to give that a shot. But one of the original autos, the lowrider. Remember lowrider? They're just yes. a, a plant that would grow very small, but very, uh, a very tiny plant that was good for the autos in the early days when you just used to grow small, small plants. And they were good for the micro. But the quality wasn't really very good on those. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's really any strain that finishes quicker than ten weeks. Right? Anything over a ten-week flowering period, it's on a photo period plant, then that might be a bit long because you've got to think about feeding this thing until you, you know, it's uh, it's ready yeah. for harvest. And the longer that is, the more difficult it is to keep the plant happy. 
I would mm -hmm. look for, if I was buying seed for a microgrower specifically, I would look for strains that would be listed to be small or medium. I'll stay away from tall strains. Um, and then like Becky saying again, uh, quick maturing would probably be a good thing because you'll have to fight keeping it alive less long. Mm -hmm. um, there's really nothing that you can't grow micro if you really want to, though. That's just mm -hmm. it. That's I've it, learned, just do it. Yeah, I've learned more about growing cannabis by doing micros than in my big tent because you have to know after a while, when things go sideways in a micro, you don't have a whole lot to play with. So you kind of have to, to know what you're looking at. It doesn't go go sideways very often, but it taught me a few things. You know, when, okay, I'm getting xyz deficiency and it's moving fast because i guess i've got no root system you just have to you know you will learn and you'll learn mm -hmm. fast and it, not, mm -hmm. i'm not saying that you're going to fail and i'm not going to say uh, that it, it's going to be simple but you're going to learn fast and if you're like me and marge you'll love it because you know my little micros those are my pets i used yeah. to name them but i don't name them anymore because <laughs> <laughs> you feel bad when you gotta kill them then Yep. I remember my first one was Annie and I hadn't named one since. <laughs> <laughs> she, you still cry about that sometimes, right? <laughs> you never, never forget your first man. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, highly recommended for everybody to give a shot, give it a shot. Even if you do have a full size tent, you know, then just get stuck in, man. Start growing your own little micros, put it in the corner. It'll all be yeah. sweet. I've seen some pretty packed tents, but most tents have a little corner that you can stick one in. Or if you well, like me, even if you have a packed tent, you can hang it from the ceiling like I do. Right. <laughs> Spin him in wherever. <laughs> Dude, it'll work. Believe yeah. me, it'll work. <laughs> yeah, man. So, and of course, if you are growing any micro plants, then head over to Percy's. Put some pictures up so we can see how your micro grow is doing. Because you like to see that shit, you know, growing it in a mug or in, in a in a can in a Anything. random a random container like a monkey's uh, what was it a remote control it was, for a drone or yeah. something yeah it was yeah. an old toy drone mm -hmm. controller maybe you need to start like a whole thread on like random places people have grown micro grows random yeah, places or random random containers mm -hmm. well we had a, <laughs> a grow off before the uh, unconventional container grow off it was called right you yeah. would just pick random things to grow your uh, plants in it was a fun one so we have some list of mail questions as well, which we should quickly cover because we missed it out last week. We forgot to do the um, the list of mail on the worms episode, and there were some good questions. Uh, Firetop had a good question. It's not related to the worms. They're further in the list here. But what's the best and most effective way to soundproof your grow space and equipment? I've always been a stealth grower, so I'm always looking for undercover grow spaces and the quietest equipment. I can get my hands on understandably fans, fans blowing and me tinkering about isn't always as silent as I want it to be, but any ideas to keeping noise down will be really appreciated and noted. Yeah. It's uh, it's one of those things, especially when you want, if you grow in just micro as well, because you want to try and be stealthy as possible, the grow can be noisy, especially when you have these fans up and running. So, I mean, soundproofing, it's like insulation. If you can insulate it, then that would reduce the sound. Any vibration, if you can reduce vibration, that will reduce the sound as well. But, uh, a small fan, a high-quality fan, because the, mm -hmm. the more high-quality is, the more quiet it's going to be as well. The cheaper you buy, the noisier it is. 
Yes. You want something balanced, no vibration. That's, mm -hmm. that's a bad vibration will kill you every time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I picked up a nice ducting that's got like it's insulated ducting as well. Like mm -hmm. a lot of the time the, the cheap ducting you get, if once the air is rushing past it, it's noisy as that's where a lot of the noise comes from with the exhaust fans and that. So mm -hmm. if you've got, you can get like a little insulated um, ducting pipe and that cuts at least half the noise down. It's kind of like acts like a big baffle that's got, it's just like your original one and it's um, like your normal uh, ducting. And then around that, they've got fiberglass and then around that there's more foil. So mm -hmm. yeah, acoustic it works like a little there. muffler. And it reminds me as well as you want to try and keep all your ducting as straight as possible. If you've got curves in it, then that, that adds more turbulence to the air and that makes mm. the rushing sounds. So if it's really, really straight, and I said rushing, not Russian, YouTube. Right. <laughs> now, you did, now you said it, though. But, you know, keep it as straight as possible and then it will make less noise. But there's always going to be that little bit of sound. But there was a good suggestion right. there. Who was that from? It scrolled up, so I couldn't see who was it from. Uh, from Mad Dog, he said speed control systems for for the fan, and that's mm -hmm. a good option as well if you have a, yeah. a like a dimmer switch. Yeah, and, and um, it really depends. Some of these, some of the brands are different. Um, and I'll go ahead out. We all use them. AC Infinity fans and and, and speed controllers are really quiet units. Uh, so yeah, if you really need a quiet fan, AC Infinity is where I would probably start mm -hmm. looking. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't, we don't record, we don't get paid by these people. We only report on what we use and what we like. And they're very quiet, very good, heavy duty units. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that, sometimes it's hard to get those units if you're on a budget situation, but you know, maybe it's a goal to look toward getting quieter equipment if you can. Yeah. And try and keep things off the floor as well. That helps. Because I remember when I was growing in DWC and you have the air stones in the buckets and it's just always bubbling all the time and it's just a vibrating sound. So growing in soil will reduce the sound because it doesn't have a vibrating air stone like it does in hydro. But you can also put like uh, pillows underneath the pots if you got that kind of thing and that reduces the sound a little too. The vibration is a big one. The more you can reduce the vibration, the less sound you're going to have. Mm -hmm. you know, just try and do that and use high quality equipment and that will reduce the sound more than anything. Yes. I think that answers that question. We've got something from filmy bowls here. Uh, Mackie, I've got some questions about the worm podcast. What do you call a fisherman that can catch 15 <laughs> fish with one? Uh, worm? Okay. Yeah. 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 A masturbator. <laughs> uh, that joke was for Billy. He says, uh, he also has a question here. How can you tell one side from the other on a worm? Answer. He, he got these out of a Christmas cracker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, tickle, <sorry. laughs> tickle the middle and see which one laughs. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah. yeah, right. Then we have a proper one from Phil here. In your opinion, what is the best food slash foods to give your worms? My worms seem to love bananas and avocados the best. Avocado is apparently the best thing to give them to for them to breed. You know, if you're looking at the, if you want the plant, the the worms to breed, then giving them avocados is the best way. It's like an aphrodisiac, and they'll eat that. And because it's wet, they can lay loads of cocoons there and shit as well. So, if you're looking at expanding your worm farm, then feed them avocados. They love that shit. But banana's good as well because it's a similar texture to the inside of the avocado. You know, it's got it's wet. They like to breed when it's wet because they lay the eggs and then they like 
crawl through something to try and pull the egg off them a bit. So if it's a, if it's wet, it helps with that whole friction thing. So uh, mm -hmm. bananas good, avocados good, peaches probably, but that might be a bit citrusy, you know, nothing too citrusy. But bananas and avocados are good, man. You've already got it right there. So just uh, keep doing what you're doing and things will be going well for you. Anything else to add there with the World Farm one, anybody? Nope. Probably yeah. steer clear of too much citrus. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, no, no, um, no oranges, no onions, things like that. That's it. You've already got it down, mate, with the bananas and the avocados. If you just stick with those, they're, they're, they're the best things, really. You just keep doing that. I know avocados can get expensive, but yeah, it's just worth it for your worms, right? You know what I'm saying? Right, and they're yeah. very healthy for you. So. Mm -hmm. Good yeah. for your worms, good for you. And then we have one from Twisted. How moist should you keep the worms bedding? Do you add water or do they only get moisture from food you feed them? Can you rinse the bottom out and run through the bedding to make worm teas? Uh, the It's called the field capacity, right? You want to get yourself a handful of the dirt, make sure there's no worms in it, and then squeeze it, you know, whatever your worm bedding is, the, the, the vermicompost, whatever your worms are living in, just get a handful of it and then squeeze it and there should just be a couple of drops dripping out of it you shouldn't you know you shouldn't squeeze it and a shitload runs out and you shouldn't squeeze it and nothing drops out just a couple of drops of water coming out when you squeeze the soil is about as wet as you want it to be any wetter than that and the ones won't like it so much and you can tell by the smell as well if it's too wet it will start to smell funky it'll start to smell like rotten eggs uh, like like root rot smells, you know, when you smell root rot on your plants, if you had that before. Mm. So it just smells funky. You'll know it's an unpleasant smell. It's not It's not a nice smell. And that's when you just know you've got too much water. And like Captain Matt said in last week's episode, uh, if you want to reduce the amount of moisture in your worm farm, then just add a shitload of paper and cardboard and that will absorb the water. And it's, it's a good way to keep it at the right, to, right uh, field capacity there. Yeah, everybody everybody agree? Yep. Agreed. Yep. Agreed. Agreed. But that's all the questions we have there. Is there any chat? Did we see any cues in chat? There was uh, one about the carbon footprint. How much, what's the carbon footprint of a worm? I don't know. It seems like that's a fucking joke coming yeah, up or something. We're walking into something right <laughs> you know, now. It's coming from Billy. We're supposed to it's ignore exactly. his questions. You know? <laughs> <laughs> that's why it's double Q. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's got something to do with slapping chickens, no doubt. Uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Did you see that meme somebody put up at Bubble Hawk about, like, this this, this chicken here is, gets cooked in 20,000 slaps or something? It was it was a pretty funny fucking meme. Oh, that was, yeah, it was that this bad boy cooks in such and such yeah, slaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Funny it's not shit. it's not a joke though, man. Look it up. This guy actually did the science behind it. <laughs> and um Sparky says January plant of the month contest needs more entries. Indeed, there's only a couple of days to enter now. So if you have a plant that's worthy of entering the January plant of the month competition, then get over to Percy's and enter it so you can win some bling and shit. You know what I'm saying? I was looking bling. to see if I had anything I could bling. enter. We'll have to see. Mm-hmm. Yes. Any more questions? I think we're good. I think we're good there. Yes. 
So let's move to the outro then, I suppose. That's about the grow guide. So again, if you have a micro grow up and running, but you want to come and show us, head over to percysgrowroom.com and start a thread. Man, we want to see all your micro grows. Of course, we also have our Discord server. So if you are on Discord, then come and find us. You can either click on the description in this video or in the uh, in the download version of this podcast, and then you'll, you'll be able to find the Discord server there. Or you can just search for High and Home Grown and you'll be able to find us. But I think that is it. I think that is all the question. Uh, yeah, let's go to the outro. So there we go. That was just about everything you need to know about microgrowing. Thank you for downloading and listening to the show. The links for our Discord server are in the description of this podcast. So just head to the, the description section, click on the link and come and join us on our Discord server. It would be good to see you over there. It would be even better to see you over at persysgrowroom.com. So head to persysgrowroom.com slash forum and come and sign up, join the community. It would be good to see you over there as well. But as usual, thank you very much for downloading and listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It would be great if you could share it with a friend. It would also be epic if you could leave us a review. I'm just trying to get reviews on the show over the next few episodes. We could do some more reviews on iTunes and Spotify and things like that. So if you don't mind and you want to give us a nice gleaming five-star review on one of those platforms, that would be massively appreciated, everybody. So it, it would just take five minutes and it would help out the podcast a lot. So if you could please do. But in the meantime, as usual, thank you for downloading and listening to the show. And we'll catch you on the live show on Sunday if you're around. But if not, we'll catch you on Monday with the cannabis news and events. Have a good weekend, everybody. Stay high, stay safe. We'll see you on the next one. Goodbye.